You are listening to Girl, Not This, a podcast series dedicated to my fellow besties trying to navigate their 20s, coming to terms with their spirituality, and healing while still living at home. My name is Lindsay, and thank you for joining in. Welcome to episode five of Girl, Not This. In today's episode, I will be talking about the pressures we face behind closed doors. I hope you enjoy. Hello, friends. It's been a minute. So sorry for the little delay. I was a bit busy with my day-to-day, and I didn't really have the chance to sit and record, and for that, I apologize. But sometimes it's better to just take some time for ourselves and return rejuvenated and ready to go rather than being drained and doing something half-assed. And y'all already know that's not how I like to do things. With taking last week off, I was able to sit, clear out my mind, and reflect on so much. I was able to not only reflect on my own experiences, but also sit and chat with those around me on what they face and how it affects them and their day-to-day, such as going to school, having a great job that our parents can sit and boast about to others. Can you feel the pressure already? Let's talk about it. Since I can remember, I can recall tios, tias, parents pressuring their kids to go to college so they can get a fancy job and make lots of money and make them look good. And it's almost always the same story you hear them tell. Oh, I came into this country with $20 and the shoes on my feet to my country was under a civil war and we had to leave. Now, I'm not bringing down their experiences. That's very traumatic and very heartbreaking. But it's the fact that these stories end up being weaponized against their kids to guilt them into doing what they want. My great-grandmother had eight kids and lived with her alcoholic, abusive husband, and they lived in a shoebox and went through extreme poverty, from bathing her kids in El Rio to only having one egg to split between all of them. These are stories that not only made me grateful to being here in the U.S., but made me appreciate my family because they were able to escape this and come to the United States and create a different life for themselves, but also the future generations to come. My grandparents came to the U.S. around the time my mom was 15. And my mom cracks me up when she tells me the story because sis straight up didn't want to come. Okay, she had her life in El Salvador and begged and cried not to come. You know, typical teen shit. Like she was like, no, I'm good. Like, I got my life here. But, you know, that didn't happen. She ended up, you know, coming to the United States. And when she arrived, my tios enrolled her into manual arts to go to high school. Little did she know my grandparents would pull her out of school because they brought her into this country to work and to also pay them back for bringing her here. So, yeah. (laughs) Hearing these stories around the time I was in high school was a huge incentive like for me to go to college. Like I was like, 
oh, you know, my mom couldn't go to school, so I'm going to go to school. I didn't know what I wanted to study. I was someone who struggled in math and science, and I loved doing makeup and enjoyed classmates asking me for help to help them perfect their eyeliner. I would basically tell my family and my mom what they wanted to hear. I would say, oh, I want to study psychology and maybe be a therapist. But deep down, I knew that wasn't really the path I wanted to go through. I struggled. I had an older brother who also struggled and didn't finish high school in the traditional way. So with that, the pressure of graduating and going to school was times a thousand because my brother did it. I applied to SMC to make my mom happy and I played it off like a, oh, I'll do two years here and then transfer because it's going to be cheaper. I secretly applied to a couple of cosmetology classes and my mom emailed immediately was like, hello, what are you doing? (laughs) So I dropped and I was so unhappy. I just remember like hating SMC parking and like the fact that the parking passes were so expensive and like it was just one thing after the other. And I eventually just stopped showing up. I enrolled into West LA. I did night classes because I hated waking up in the morning and I only really enjoyed one class. I really can't remember what the class was. I think it was like a communications class, but the professor's name was Mr. Coffee and he was so funny and he talked about music and how Prince changed the game and it was just a really good class, but I was still unhappy. I also didn't like the habits I was picking up. You know, due to the fact that it was a night class, I was getting out of class really late and I would go to McDonald's or wherever to eat and then I would go home and go to sleep. So not only was I already feeling like a fraud at school, but I was gaining weight rapidly and triggered. Okay, like freshman 20 is real. (laughs) All of these things really sank me into my depression. I felt like I wasn't living my truth. I had my high school sweetheart and his family making comments about my weight. And y'all, I just wanted out. Like one thing was piling after the other. Like my emotional state was not okay. (laughs) So after a while, my mom really saw that I was unhappy. Like she was like, what's going on? You are not the same. And I told her what I wanted to do. Makeup. Now, the next part of this story is really fucking annoying because I'm from L.A. Like there's tons of schools like makeup schools here because, you know, Hollywood. But keep in mind, I was 20 and wanting a huge change. So I enrolled into a school in San Francisco. I was going to pay out of pocket because they didn't offer FAFSA. And I was also going to be paying about a thousand dollars in rent because, you know, San Fran, just a few months of paying the rent before starting school, I automatically knew it wasn't going to work. I was so broke from paying rent, I couldn't even afford milk. I sunk deeper in my depression. I called my mom and told her I wanted to come back home. My brother and my uncle, God bless them, drove to San Francisco to get me And I came back home. I started looking for jobs to help me get back on my feet. And my mom was on my ass if I was looking up any schools because that was the whole point of this. Like you were going to go to makeup school because this is what you want to do with your life. I found a school. I enrolled. The boxes were being checked. It offered FAFSA. I got a small student loan. 
alone and I went to school about twice a week so I could still be able to work and support myself financially because sis had bills. I learned a lot and I immediately knew I wasn't going to be doing makeup once I graduated. It was truly a big, big wake-up call that being an artist is so expensive. You not only have to keep your kit up to date and making sure no makeup is expired, things like that, but you have to buy multiple of things, making sure you have a good range of product to ensure you can cater to everyone. And I just, I automatically knew I wasn't going to keep up financially. Okay. I was this broke 20 year old, you know, from South Central LA. And like, I grew up wanting the best of the best. And I'm very, I was very materialistic. Like, oh, well, it has to be Too Faced or it has to be Urban Decay. Like, what do you mean? I'm not going to use this fucking $3 thing. Like, my mentality then was just so different from what it is now. And, you know, you have to trust your gut. And my gut was telling me, like, girl, you're not going to do this. And funny enough, according to human design, I'm a generator and doing things that I love and make me excited and happy will keep me energized and going. But the moment I'm over it or it no longer excites me, the thought of just doing it alone drains me. And I thought that was so interesting because I think the excitement of like, I'm finally going to be able to do what I want with my life and like how I want to like, you know, pursue whatever the fuck I want to do, like was exciting to me. Like I was like, oh my God, I can, I can do something. And like my mom's supporting me. Amazing. Great. Like I never thought I'd see the day. You know what I mean? So like things were slowly coming together. And I think that's what was more exciting to me. Like, oh my gosh, I'm taking reins of my life. And I was able to you know, pursue something I loved. But I think after going to school for, I think it was like a year program. I I did a year plus couple months because I stopped. I was like not going to my classes anymore. Like I was falling behind and it was because it was no longer exciting to me. It was becoming repetitive. And I don't know, like again, reading human design, I was, I'm so in awe of it because it's so spot on and it's just crazy to me. And that's just an FYI. I thought it was just so interesting when reading about human design, but I would say if you're interested in it, look into it, do your research because it's for sure real. Just like a astrological chart, it's a chart using our birth details, our birth, you know, time, all of that. Like it's not a quiz. It's not like a thing. It's literally you, like your chart. So look into it. It's really interesting. I just thought it was a cute little little snippet of like, that was so interesting to kind of like realize when going through this. So anyway, I know this upset my mom. Why? Because of course, what's the family going to think? And I'm not talking about my cousins or the younger millennial side. You know, if you catch my drift, why? Oh, because they came into this country with no money and education and was able to buy a house and a car and XYZ versus me being born and raised here and being able to have access to education, you know, yet I'm still at home, not married, no house, blah, blah, blah. Again, what's the family going to think? It sucks because I could have a cousin who has her own spot, has a career, can support her kids 
But then there's still the comment of, oh, she didn't go to college till after the fact or, oh, her ex left. It's always the negative comments that come to light. It's always they didn't do this versus they did that. With the younger generation really calling out the older, I feel that now a lot of boundaries are being set. People aren't afraid to stay quiet and people are now not afraid to live in their truth. It took a lot of conversations and a lot of tears with my mom to get where I am today. I was putting myself and my mental health first. I didn't care about the negative comments because that's just what they are. Comments. I'm not going to let the fact that they're shooting their projections and fears onto me affect me. And God bless my mom. You know, she's just my mom and she just doesn't want people talking shit about me. She just doesn't want all the negativity. Again, she's just protecting her child, but it's not how the world works. People's always going to have something to say. Someone's always going to have something to say. And it is what it is. You know what I mean? Like, I think that's just like how I'm like, I just, who cares, you know? But I love you, mom, if you're listening. (laughs) Anyway, I really, truly wish I could go back and tell my younger self that it gets better and to keep advocating for yourself because yes, there's going to be times where you feel lost and you don't know what to do, but it's okay. You're human. You're figuring it out just like the rest of us. And someone's path or story shouldn't define yours. What works for them, what's a goal for them may not be a goal for you. Me, I just want peace. I just want to be stable and to be able to sit in my backyard, enjoy a cup of coffee while the sun hits my face and I feel pure bliss for just being alive and being to connect with nature, hearing waves crash, listening to birds hum, just being connected with myself. And that's for me versus someone thinking I'm crazy because I don't want a billion dollars so I can buy what whatever and whenever I want. And I've just, I've learned so much on this journey and I'm slowly giving up on the materialism and just truly wanting a life of peace. Realizing these pressures just makes you sit and think how we as an American society have made such toxic habits that affect us so deeply. Like who remembers the whole girl boss hustle mentality? Like literally working yourself to the fucking bone just to be able to flex that you drive that year's new Lexus and have a Gucci bag and X, Y, and Z. Taking pride in never calling out sick or taking mental health days just because, oh, you have money to make. It's just so fucking toxic. Like when I was in my early 20s, I remember being so eager to work, asking for more hours, going above and beyond for a job that made it known I was replaceable. Fucking ridiculous. But it was just the pressure that takes over. Our minds from such a young age are being conditioned this way, that it's the only right way. You have to hustle, 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 keep it pushing, make money. For what? (laughs) And I mean, I know to survive and live and, you know, this fucking recession is no fucking joke, but it's just the, it's like the knife being twisted. Like, no, you have to think this way because of all the materialism in the world. And it's just, I don't know. It's crazy to me. Recently, I was asked by my cousin to come and help at her daughter's event, like for a school event or whatever. And I was so delighted because I feel like I was healing my inner child while helping my cousin, to be honest. I saw her being a part of her daughter's 
life, being present, being there for her, seeing her kid light up at the fact that her mom was there. And the fact that the station her mom and I worked for at the event was the most favorite and shouted out by the kids because my cousin really put her heart in it. We sat and talked after and I told her she was breaking generational curses and setting different examples to her daughter. She responded with a heartfelt statement of fact. Because unfortunately for us, we had the single parent who was forced to work and miss school events because they had to keep a roof over our heads and food in our mouth. With her being a mom and not giving into the pressures of being a working mom or doing 10 other things, she's able to give the love and tension and nurturing her kids need. She's paving a path for her children to not know the struggles we face because she recognized how damaging it is and not character development or thinking it's how it should be because we had it like that. And I know that's not the reality for a lot of parents, but I think just having the mentality of, no, I'm not going to do that or say that to my kid because it was said to me is breaking those generational curses and ridding them of those pressures. It's the thought of actively choosing to be better than anything else, hands down. Now, I used to think seeing the motivational quotes on Instagram or wherever was so cheesy and corny and I'd scoff and say, please. But now I realize that sometimes you just need to hear it because it's so easy to fall back into the familiar, into the comfortable. And it's just a great gentle reminder that although our journeys are different, there is a similarity where someone can relate to what you're going through. My path has changed so much and it continues to change. Maybe one day I'll decide to go back to school or maybe I'll go out and learn how to farm. But I know that by just living in my truth and living my life for me, no one else can take that away. I've said it so many times and I will continue to say it. Life is too fucking short. Be intentional. Be happy. Manifest. Pretend your life is a fucking movie and be the main character you are. Don't be fucking silenced. If you needed a sign to help you or give you that little bit of motivation, this is it, babe. Don't give in to the pressures of others. This is your life. Take it at your own pace, but I'm here with you. We're all just trying to figure it out. So why not enjoy the scenery while you're getting to where you know you'll be? Let's fucking get it, babe. Thank you for tuning in and reflecting with me. I urge you to take some time for yourself and document the outcome. New episodes will be coming every Wednesday. Feel free to reach out to me and share your stories or ask me a question at girlnotthisla at gmail.com. Please rate, review, and follow the podcast on your preferred streaming service. I'm Lindsay. Thank you for listening.